Hello, and welcome to Quantum of Misses, the James Bond podcast that experiences 007 the old-fashioned way, in a random order designed to mirror the whims of the ITV schedulers in the 80s and 90s. I'm Christopher, and this is The Misses. Hi, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading our podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Well? Well, starts off. Well, what is it? For what your eyes only. No, it's for your eyes only. That's exactly what I just sung. No, you sung. For your eyes only. No, I didn't. Uh, did you not? No. I think you did. No, I did. For your eyes only. For your eyes only. I never do that one. You should do that one. Anyway, we're on the boat. <laughs> yes. And... Bond's about to meet the baddie. The baddie being uh, Columbo. Columbo. Uh, but is Columbo the baddie? <laughs> or is he in fact the goodie? Oh, because that... apparently Christos fits the baddie. Christatos. And Locke is Christatos man. <sighs> well, you totally fooled through on Did you think Columbo was the baddie? Well, it puts everything into place in terms of why the dove men were then shooting at the Locke. Yes. Because it was like, because he's not dove. Yeah. Because Dove is Columbo. So, um, I hadn't actually anticipated that double, double cross. Double switch, double switch cross. Switchy wee. Um, uh, Bond's still sus- suspicious. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, uh, Columbo gives him a gun and yep. that creates an element of trust. And tells him that he's a good smuggler. He doesn't do heroin. No, he just does the other illegal stuff. Yeah, gold, cigarettes. Um, now, he also says he's a good judge of man when he passes Bond the gun. Yep. They just met! Ah, oh, but he's, um, he let he let Liesl go off with him. Oh, so he's a good shag, therefore he's a good judge well, of man. Well, he'd already judged him well mm. by that point. Yes, probably done a bit of research on him, to be honest. Well, he does a lot of research, doesn't he, Columbo? He mentions a couple of things that he's researched. What's that? He mentions that he'd researched the, um, the uh, warehouse... And Christatus' operation in it, and then at the end he's researched the uh, monastery for just such an occasion. Oh yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. He, there's a lot of quinkadink things <laughs> yes, that we're going to talk about. Yes. This. So he says, "You will take. I'll take you on a raid tomorrow, and you'll see that I'm the good guy, and he's the bad guy." Yeah. So they go to a warehouse. Mm-hmm. Because the other thing that he says that I like is that Bond has what we Greeks call thrasos, which means guts. Yeah, not balls. It means courage, I think. Thrasos. Are you going to use that now? I think think it's almost a good name for a child. Thrasos. Thrasos, get in here. It sounds like some kind of skin disorder. What do you think? Okay. Alright, I like it. I like it. Okay, so they go to the boat, to the warehouse, and Mm -hmm. there is a gun battle on the boat thing. Very pirate fantasy. But there's a, so many moments where one of either Columbo or Bond are going to get killed and then one of the henchmen kills him instead. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, thanks, mate. Yeah. Um, there's also there's also a good bit where Bond punches a very tall man, far taller than Roger Moore, and he must punch him about four and a half feet in the air because he ends up falling off the boat. Yes. The, but the right way. Can you, if he'd fallen backwards, he wouldn't fall like he does. Uh, it was like a smack. Woo! So, um, they go, and they go into the warehouse. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't realise later, until later, mm-hmm. that the fact that Bond discovers when they shoot into the barrels of, uh, the, the rolls of paper and opium 
raw opium raw opium mm-hmm. comes out that that is what proves that the warehouse is a baddie because Colombo doesn't uh, doesn't do bad well, smuggling but it just proves that Crystal does well I think what proves that it, what proves what Colombo said is that Locke's there and Locke and his men start firing on Colombo yeah true true <laughs> So um, there's a big fight, and then Bond realises that Locke's wired Escaped. up the mine. Yes, because um, they have mines there, don't they, in this warehouse? Which then brings you back to the question of, did they sink the St George's deliberately? Well, yes, that's true. I still think it was a. No, accident. I think I think it was deliberate. I think it was deliberate. Yeah. Now that's it's never like proved in the film. No, I think they deliberate. did it to get the attack. And he thought Russia will pay me big money mm. to, to, to get this now. Or even Russia came to them saying, I want one of these, I'll give you much big money. It's like a commission. But when you when we saw Gogol, General Gogol, in the uh, in his office at the beginning, he was certainly... Oh, certainly reacting to the event. Oh, if yes. this comes on the yeah, market, yeah, 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 I'll contact true, our man. True. But again, he could have been in contact. I don't know. Uh, they also notice in there something else that will come in useful later on. Oh, the... Um, the robot um, GIM salvage underwater salvage equipment, and he, you know, he 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 does um, info dump the sort of capable of going down to thirty five thousand feet. Well, three hundred meters. Well, whatever it was, but you know, just like okay, why yeah. have you told us that? <laughs> why do you have that information just at your just at your fingertips? And why would you just tell me it now? Yes. <laughs> anyway. um... And then Locke escapes. Locke escapes. So Bond climbs a million stairs <laughs> yeah. to um, to outrun a car that's going up all the windy, windy roads. roads. Um, now, at this point, I mean, you look at Roger Moore. Mm-hmm. When they're actually sounding him out of breath, mm-hmm. and you imagine Daniel Craig doing that. You think it would be more believable that Daniel Craig could do that rather than Roger Moore, who you're worrying is going to drop dead of a heart attack. Well, it's moment. more that they wouldn't have made it out as if Daniel Craig was out of breath running up those stairs. Yeah, I wondered about that. I thought it was quite effective, the way that it cut from the of the car to the footsteps of Bond. I, I don't know if it was necessarily meant to be he is out of breath. I think it was more meant to be he is breathing heavily because he's running upstairs. Yeah. But it does come across as he is wheezy old Bond. <laughs> Yeah. But it was quite effective. But I also wonder, was it actually meant to be a little bit funny that that was happening? I don't. I, that, if, I, no, what, if I had John I mean, as, sat down, I would ask him that. If, if um, as you portrayed it just now, it was a bit cartoony. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're sort of running up the cliff to push over the the anvil or onto Roger. Uh, <laughs> Roadrunner or something like that. You know, there was, oh, Wiley Coyote. That's it. Right. I see. <laughs> okay. You with me? Know what you were talking about there? Okay. Um, so that's happened, and then he does manage to get it after a couple of misses, where he shoots at Locke. Mm-hmm. He um, hits him in the shoulder. Hits him in the shoulder. He swerves, and then the car is teetering, teetering, teetering. And the then some say lip, some say cusp. Uh, Bond says, "You've left this behind," which was the uh, dove that he left with Ferrara. Ferrara. You can see Arthur, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I think we said that his name was Arthur. I haven't said any more than that. We Lots of Arthurs. Anyway, so we put the um, and that was a plant to make everyone think it was Columbo's men yeah. that had killed um the guy. So 
in revenge for that, Bond kicks the car over in quite a brutal way. Yeah, now this is interesting because this I think this is potential. There's a little bit, there's two or three minutes from when he stands out in the middle of that um, archway and shoots at the car mm. to when he kicks the car over the edge. I think that's the defining moment. That's the, I think that's the peak of Roger Moore as James Bond. But Roger Moore didn't like doing that, and there was a lot of discussion. Um, I thought it would have been better if he had just watched and let it fall, because it was going to fall. Yeah, there was certainly indication that the, 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 the pen was going to be enough to mm. overbalance it. But I think it's good that they put, because that is James Bond. It's Kim. This is, this is, this is, yeah, ruthless. This is the mission. This is my, you, this is what you did to my pal. I'm not showing any mercy here. Mm. Over the side. Yes. And then the world is down one hydrologist. Mm -hmm. So. (laughs) Yes. Do you think, do you think your company will have a day off in, in, as a mark of respect? It's quite good the way the dummy, I assume it is a dummy, falls out of the window at the bottom of the cliff when the, when the car... Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, and the dummy comes out in a really good... And you know how often, and in fact, later on in this film, dummies fall in a way that's like, that's a dummy. But the dummy comes out of the car window in a way that actually looks like it's a real body. Mm. So, I like that bit too. Then we go underwater. To the temple that we have heard so much about. The temple. The, so it's like a Greek temple, obviously, but like ancient Greek. Mm-hmm. And the she is um, trying hoovering up hoovering. a mosaic. Uh, Do you think it's meant to be the lost city of Atlantis? No, I think it's just a random tip. I think there's quite a few of these things under, under the, the water. Yeah, under the sea. It's not sort of a different film. <laughs> There'll be no. Now, I've thought I thought this, and I'm I'm thinking it again. Uh-huh. Bond in a mask. Mm-hmm. Looks even older than he does normally. <laughs> when, you, when you've only got his, his it's, it's uh, more because the mask is pushing all his wrinkles into his eyes. <laughs> so um, that's a bit unfortunate. And she looks so young and yes, because she is so young. And stuff. I think this is this is the biggest gap in age between Bond and the mm, number of Bond. We'll talk girl. about that later. Mm-hmm. But um, Roger Moore is older than Carol Bouquet's mother. Mm. That was what they discovered when they were filming it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they go back. They go up onto the boat, mm-hmm. and Bond asks to look at their log. Uh, the the <laughs> oh, never heard it called that before. <laughs> the father's diamond log. Yes. yes uh-huh. And and here we info dump that the parrot repeats everything that he's heard. Yep. That might come handy later. Well, yes, it might, mightn't it? Oh, and also, she leaves her breathing equipment down by the excavation. That might come in later. That might later. come in handy later on as well. Because why else would she do it? Well, that is something that I think divers do, is that they... If they're planning to come back. Yeah, they if just... they're coming back, they leave their mm. tanks down there, yeah. Um, and they... then they So they go into the sub and follow where mm-hmm. the last dive was. Mm-hmm. Now, they're in the sub. Two-man sub. Pointing out stuff. Mm-hmm. Can they not talk in the sub? They can. The sub has oxygen in the sub. I know. Yeah. And they talk later, so it's just like, why are they just pointing. tapping it to each mm-hmm. other's shoulder and pointing? Um, but when they get, and they get all equipment up, and they go to, they find the St. George. The of the St. George's, yeah. uh, And then they, as soon as they come out their sub, an alarm goes off, and Christos is 
Christatos. I'm, I'm not going to get the name right. No, you're not getting any of the names right. I know, I'm rubbish, aren't I? Christatos mm-hmm. goes, ooh, somebody's arrived. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't seem alarmed or concerned. He's just like, oh, that's us. He was expecting it. I think, I think he maybe, I think maybe he'd been down, or his men had been down, and they'd discovered they we can't get, we can't get this attack without blowing it up. Yeah, so they, uh, so which let's makes, let Bond get it. Yeah, so it makes me think, has have they been leaving Bond clues to come here or anything? To well, they've also been trying very hard to kill him. So I know. <laughs> this must have been a, a plan that they thought up between Christophus being killed and now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, Locke being killed and yeah. now. Yeah. Um. So they get. Eventually get the attack mm-hmm. um, after some furtive glances. Bond mansplaining why they have to preserve... Mansplaining to the daughter of the uh, um, mm. marine archaeologist why they have to preserve their oxygen And also keeping supply. telling her how much oxygen and helium they need. I mean, she she's perfectly capable of knowing this stuff herself. Well, they might, I, did, I, I would cut Bond a bit of slack there in that they might not have... Dive to that depth, yeah. but they clearly have. She's got the info. She's got the stuff that can do it. Yeah, and um, and then he says, "Don't speak unless absolutely necessary." <laughs> so apparently, his witty quips are absolutely necessary. As is reading out in reading out in, in words what is written on the paper in quite big letters. So she doesn't, she doesn't need, need to know anyway. Yeah, when yeah. they when they try to disarm the the attack, and then um. I can't read. But then, once they've got the attack off, they get attacked by somebody in the in the gym salvage equipment that we'd seen yeah. and heard about earlier on. I quite like that just before the gym arrived, there was a slight hint towards the Jaws music, as if this might be a shark that's coming in, even though we would we'd heard the deep breathing by that time. Mm. Um, but they managed to fight off the gym and blow it up. Yes, and but in the fighting. Mm-hmm. Bond gets torn and is bleeding, and you just think surely a shark's going to arrive any moment then, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And they get into the sub, and she's very much out of breath because, because her, her, her line's been, her cut. Line's been yeah. cut. Um, and then the geek sub appears. Sub attack. Do 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 do. Sub attack. Do 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 do. Spot a geek. Do 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 do. Driving sub. Do 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 do. Yep. So they managed to beat him as well. Well, they're getting quite a bit of damage. Mm-hmm. Um, but they managed to push the because they, they're bigger than the the new sub. Yeah. And they managed to push him into the hole mm-hmm. at the side of St George's, and then they uh, escape from that. But only to now. I had a question, so I'm, I'm behind question. my notes. Question. Um, mm-hmm. in the robots. What's it called? A G- gym. The gym. G-I-M. G-I-M. Uh, uh, in the gym. G-I-M. Um, the guy, I mean, he obviously knows that this bomb thing's on him because he can hear it ticking. Mm-hmm. How does he know that that split second was his last split second to pull the face? And start seeing a swear word yeah. that he doesn't get to the end of. Don't know. Maybe, no, maybe, maybe it ticks louder than the last 10 seconds. I don't know why he would know that, though. You're quite right. But speaking uh, of convoluted plots that don't need to be there. So, they escape all of this, escape all of that, get out of the boat. Now, you know from the scenes you're seeing mm-hmm. on the top of the boat that these people are not the right people because you're seeing an arm and a bit of a foot 
and a leg, <laughs> and you're not seeing any faces. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly you see a gun, and you think, yeah. uh oh. And it turns out that Christatos has taken Not only over. do you see a gun, you see a very naked Eric. Eric Kriegler, yeah, he's he's packing quite a weapon as well. Or a pair he? of socks. <laughs> but pr- creates a bit of balance. With with all the naked all women. All the naked ladies. Yes. Oh, okay. All so right, I, I think you know if you're going to have to if you're going to do naked, at least do both sexes naked. Good enough. Well, he was wearing shorts, but you know it didn't leave much to the imagination. So. So here we have. So here we have now. Christatos has, despite the fact that he presumably intended to take over the yacht and then grab them when they first came out of the submarine. He also sent down someone in the gym and he also sent a submarine down. So there were th- he was trying was to get unnecessary them in he three used... different ways when in fact the best way would have been to take over the boat. But then mm-hmm. they had them. Mm-hmm. What should they do with them at this point? Kill them! They should just shoot them in the head. <laughs> take the attack, which they do, and then just shoot them. But, but they, they don't. don't. <laughs> There's a nice little bit here actually where um, Kriegler wants to take the attack to Moscow now, and Christopher says, "No, no, 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 no. I, I'll decide where we hand it over, and I'll give them it once I get the money." Quite like that bit. In front of the parrot. Which he says in front of the parrot. We're going to St. Cyril's. That's where we'll do the handover. Um, yes, in front of the parrot. So yes, now we have. When the villain should just have shot James Bond, but instead, what he it's an elaborate not kill is what yes. I call it now. <laughs> the elaborate not kill. It's good though from the from original Fleming. There's, there's oh, things, is it? Yeah, so they're tied together and tied to rope that they then get dragged along behind the boat, mm-hmm. and he keeps going to try and because they he knows they'll get knocked against coral and things, mm-hmm. and therefore start producing blood, and then the sharks will get them. Mm-hmm. So. They managed to survive for a long time mm-hmm. by being able to catch some breath, and then they managed to cut the ropes against the coral and this and that, mm-hmm. and break free. I think it's quite good because actually the escape is not totally fantastical. Can they take advantage of every time they have to turn around? Mm. They take a deep breath of air. They use the stones and the coral to for Bond to free his hands. Then they tie the rope round the the big rock. Which means that the rope snaps, or the the, the, the rope's and connected to. When snaps. when the rope snaps, a henchman gets put into the water. Yeah. Now, the couple have been in the water for some time. He's bleeding a bit. I think it's him. I think they both are at this point. And there's sharks about, but they don't attack them. Well, but as soon them. as the henchman goes into the water, instantly sharks. But that's because he was panicking, and I just think that Bond and the girl survived because they're so cool. Ah. And karma collected. And they they're not shark bait, so um, that maybe sharks just like henchman balls because that's totally where the shark went for. <laughs> All my balls. So they then um, are about to get run over, and they dive down, 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 and grab the air that they left there earlier. At the temple. And then um, Christos thinks that they're dead. Dead. So he goes off, and yeah. then um, they. At what point did they find out? Then, because then they go back onto the yacht. The oh yes, because he went off in his boat, not in her boat. Yeah. And that, now I think Bond is somewhat at this point. Bond thinks he's got uh, that Kostatos has got the attack, and he's about to give it to sell it to the Russians, mm. right? I think Bond is somewhat 
Um, Disillusioned? No, somewhat... Uh, uh, what am I trying to say? He's not doing his duty. Because he takes time to have a shower and get cleaned up. When he should be reporting into Whitehall. Well, attack's gone. Christatos has got it. Uh, he's going to send it to Whitehall. We need to can pull out all the stops to do this. But instead, they have a wee chat about it, which is also useful because as soon as they say, where have they taken the attack? The parrot says... Attacks the serials. Attacks the serials. So they know it's St. Serials, and that's what they tell. So they go to a St. Serials. Yes. And outside, I think there's a Greek wedding or some kind of celebration. Mm-hmm, there is. So there's Greek tourism, national dress, mm-hmm. fun... Hankies, and all the one things. of these great scenes where you'll see a crowd watching a Bond film being made. If you yes. see the people at the background. That village, you'll probably, you'll probably be saying, why did we not village the, visit that village? In, when village we were in that Corfu? visit. Why did we not village that visit when we were in Corfu, Christopher? Why we did we not there. village that visit when we were in Corfu, Christopher? Well, that's because that village actually wasn't a real village. It was a village that was built so that tourists could visit and see a Greek celebration like that. Really? And it then fell into disuse and has now been knocked down. Oh, sad. So that is why we didn't visit that village that visit. Okay. But, uh, so he goes in and he seems to know that one of the panels at the back of the church is a door. He goes through. It's the confession box. Well, it's not straight into the confessional box. Or does he go through a secret entrance? Yeah, it's like he has to push a panel and then he goes in. Um, So he sits in the confession box going, Father, I have simmed and... Father says, of course you've sinned, because it's Q! That's putting it mildly, 007. It's Q all dressed mm-hmm. up. Now, seriously, he didn't need to be dressed up. He just likes it, because it's fun. <laughs> yes. So, um, but still, I love a bit of Q. Mm-hmm. Um, Q brings him absolutely no information whatsoever. No, apart <laughs> from the fact that you set Whitehall into panic, because do you know how many St. Cyril's there are? 500 in- odd, 400 yeah. odd. So that didn't help. But Bond um, says, oh, I think I know a man who might be able to help me with that. But you should have gone to that man immediately. I know. With that man being? Columbo. Columbo. Now, Columbo, I think, is a much better baddie than Christos Dostosos. Probably <laughs> <laughs> um, got a shorter name. Because <laughs> I know, now I know the whole idea is where he's not meant to be obvious baddie or else we would have realised yeah. from the start. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you couldn't really have him as some mm-hmm. kind of crazy man. But... Do like Columbo as a character? Yeah, he's a really, he's really good. He's a really good like mate of Bond. Yeah. So I think I think he's better as that than he would have been as the villain. Yes, that's true. Because Christatos was a rubbish mate of Bond. Yes. Yeah. Overshadowed uh, even by Ferrara. True that. So um, then they get to the actual Sincerals, mm-hmm. which is some kind of remote monastery, which is very hard to attack. Mm-hmm, that they used to use back in their. When they were together. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is what Columbo has been studying for many years for such an occasion. Tell me this, Fiona. What uh, local landmarks have you been studying for many years should uh, should the need to storm it ever arise? None. See, that's probably why you're like. I'm not a smuggler. Yeah, even so, it might be a useful thing to do. This can be a little project for all our, all uh, Quantum of Misses listeners. Find a local landmark and start studying it now. (laughs) <laughs> for if you ever need to attack it for whatever reason. Anyway, so, um, and then he's a bit worried 
that there's only five of them. Mm-hmm. There's only five men here. And then she goes, and one woman, and takes the crossbow. And I, I love her for that. Yeah, and in fact, she is very useful in this uh, story yes. of the, of the so monastery. Go, go the girl. Mm-hmm. You currently have my respect. <laughs> oh, <laughs> suggesting she's going to lose it at some point. But I do like the kick-ass woman. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that she does the archaeology and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. is like more than just being... Um, so then it were we have a scene inside the castle or whatever his monastery mm-hmm. where BB mm-hmm. um is fed up and Christos comes in and says We're off to Cuba We're off to Cuba Well known ice skating capital. You can you can escape <laughs> privately, blah 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 blah. Um and then he she says I know what you want, but you're too old. Basically, mm-hmm. you're not going to get to sleep with me. Mm-hmm. And that apparently is uh, equal to betrayal in his book, mm-hmm. because he was all up for that. Well, he thinks that the trainer, Jacob Brink, has put her up to this. Oh, so he was referring to her it's betrayal. Her, yes, it's her who gets threatened. Uh, but then there's, an, then there's an interesting bit, because BB says, or is that later on? Yes, it's later on when BB's packing, but we come back to that. Okay. So yeah, I didn't like that bit because mm-hmm. I mean before it was more just a, a look that made us think that he was just wanting to shag her, but now it was actually said in words, and I didn't like it. Well, so, that's what she thought. I mean, his reaction suggests that she, she was right, right. Yeah. But we already thought that was the case. I know, but you didn't want it to be spelt out. Okay. Um, and but we find out a helicopter is on its way, mm-hmm. and Bond starts climbing the big impossible rock. <laughs> the big impossible rock. And he climbs it. Oh, Fiona, you're never going to say this is boring. Well, clink, clink, clink. Rope, rope, rope. Time <laughs> to climb. Clink, clink, clink. I rope, think this rope, is a great bit. I mean... It's very tense. If you actually believe for one minute he was actually climbing well, that rock... Well, somebody was. Somebody was, but he wasn't. It just... He just watched the somebody. It was. I mean, the... I was thinking I would quite like to just see the raw footage of a guy climbing the rock. That's how, that's how excited I was by it. But um, then it got a bit more exciting mm-hmm. when the guard arrived, what saw him, and then came down to try and chink him off the cliff. I chink off the. Uh, but in the, the end, when they were down to the, the carabiners, isn't it? Yes. Um, and then he uh, was down to his last carabiner. Mm-hmm. And he has managed to throw a knife straight in the guard. Oh, but you've missed the bootlace winch. And Bond takes off his bootlace and uses that as a as a winch to get him up. That's brilliant. Okay. Resourceful. Okay. That's his best gadget in the whole film, a bootlace. But yes, as you say, he then throws a knife at the guy who, who dies. Yes. So that then um, means that the rope that the guard was using is something that Bond can use. So even though he's undone all of his work, he manages mm-hmm. to climb up the top of the cliff really quickly. Mm-hmm. And then he puts the basket down for the others to come up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Chris is um, complaining that the general is running a bit late. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bond and his and the men 
that this this is the point I was going to talk about the BB the other BBC when BBC say that she's leaving. Well, I'm just about to say something. Oh, right, okay. It they first come across. Oh, you mean when they're this. talking? Yeah, and they're yes, and BB's talking to. I didn't get from that scene that they were planning to leave, but. Well, BB was packing. No, but I thought she was packing for Cuba. Oh no, because she says I'm I'm out of here. Mm. Are you going to help me? And she says, Miss Brinks, I will never leave you, BB. Which made me think, oh, are you after her as well? Oh, I thought she said something like, he would never let you leave. I got the impression. No, she, she said, I will never leave you. So yeah. that's why, they, that's why when Bond right, okay. meets her, she's the one that's. But what, the yeah, suitcase. so when, when Bond meets her, she's taking the suitcases out. Mm-hmm. And he, she says, we are leaving. He just trusts that she's telling the truth. Mm hmm. She he could easily she could easily be still um on uh loyal mm-hmm. to. She'd never shown any kind of warmth towards Bond no. or anything like that. Well, they could have put in the earlier. Well, you, you have left. All right, yeah, let's go. All right. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then BB um doesn't know that Brink's helping them mm-hmm. and wonders where he went. So she goes to challenge Christosasov. Christosasov. Um, where's Brink? And she gets slapped. We get the missing frame slap. She gets she gets slapped twice, once by Kostatos and later by Kriegler, and both times they take out the frames of the film oh, really? where she where they're actually striking her. But it's like you're still showing us. The Is that because she's young? I don't know. I don't know why they did it, but it's odd that they do it both times, but yet they still show everything about it. Yeah. That bit. Well, the other thing I can say was the bit when Bond throws the knife at the guy on the cliff. Mm. That the bit of Bond through the knife always used to be cut out on British TV, so the guy just seemed to pretty much jump off the cliff for no oh, reason. Great. <laughs> Why is he just falling off the cliff? He must have lost his footing or something. Yeah. So there we go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is when the, this is when. Oh yeah, and then Melinda wants to. Uh, they get up. Melina. They get up to the top, and Bond has the attack. Ah, but before that, before yeah. that. Bond takes advantage of a brilliant bit of of something that everybody does, which is the two guards who are who who he and who in Colombo overpower. They are able to do that because they take advantage of the fact that everybody looks at helicopters. <laughs> so they see General Gogol's helicopter and, like everybody does, go helicopter. Oh, at which point Bond pounces. <laughs> Very good. So then we have I've got here. Yeah, then we get Colombo versus Christatos. A shoe oh. pull thing yeah. on a step. Mm. Yep. Well, there's a bit of a rumble with uh, Bond and Kriegler at that point as well, because mm. he throws Kriegler off the cliff, which is the bad dummy falling down the cliff. Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, then there's a bit of Melina versus Christatos. Well, she's going to try and kill him, is that what you mean? Yeah. Um, and Bond says, no, don't. But just as... Um, so, he, they're having that chat. He's pulling out a knife to kill them, mm-hmm. and Columbo kills him from behind. from behind. But then, kind of falls sideways. Yeah, and I wonder if if he was meant to die at that point, and then later on they thought, actually, let's keep him alive. Well, he, then I was thinking, well, if they saw him do that and thinks he has died, mm-hmm. they're being very slow at running to his aid. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but it turns out that he is not dead. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, uh, but before that... Yeah, then we have the face-off with General Gogol. So General Gogol, and uh, he, he um, Bond pretends to give him the attack, but then he just throws it off the cliff and it smashes into a million pieces. pieces. 
And he says, well, you uh, haven't got it. Comrade. And I haven't got it. And that apparently is funny. <laughs> Fair enough. So, all's fair in love and spying. What's interesting, this might tell you a bit more about people's real life. You know, when, when your real life starts to, when, when your real life thoughts start to impinge on a Bond film, is as Gogol's helicopter is flying away, I'm thinking, what's Gogol going to be telling his masters mm. about what happened there? Is he going to say, well, I got there and it turned out that uh, it was already damaged. It was already damaged. Shut up, you guy with the machine gun. Don't tell them the truth. So, so how are you going to get out of this? So, and then we go back and find out that Columbo's not dead. Hooray! He's being uh, nursed by the two women. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Looks like Baby has a new sponsor now. Which is another dirty old man who just winks. Wink! Because we all know what sponsor yeah. means. And so Colum- <laughs> all the goodwill that Columbo has built up over the film disappears. <laughs> so then we cut to the last scene of Melinda. Melina. <laughs> Just to know you. Melinda and Bond are shagging on a boat. Well, uh, do you think they have the shagged, is that? No, but they're just about well, to. Well, they go and have a skinny dip. For your eyes only, Bond. Darling. Darling. Uh, so, oh, Melina, you do disappoint oh, me. Oh, but come on, come on, you can't. He's old enough to be her dad, <laughs> as we have established. But he has, given, he has saved her life. And a, she has saved his. A very grateful thank you would do. They've been through a lot, and now they need to relax. No skinny dip. And then shagging. Uh. Again, there's a bit of a thing where you just see their feet when they drop their towels to go and swim in the moonlight. Uh. And while on the one hand, you think that makes you think of um, Carol Bouquet's very nice body, it also makes you think of Roger Moore's wrinkly old, wrinkly body. old body, one assumes. That he has a really saggy arse. <laughs> I don't know, he's probably quite he's probably quite toned in that back in the day. What about like when uh, Noel Edmonds was on the jungle? He didn't expect that body to be lying underneath. There was no crinkly bottom going on there. <laughs> and he's probably older now than yeah, uh, Roger was in, in this film. So, then there's a final scene when they think they've got through to Bond... But Bond leaves his watch for the parrot, mm-hmm. um, and we get cut through to number 10 for Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> it's doing the washing up. <laughs> oh, and just, just, preparing just talk dinner. through the scene. Just talk through the scene, viewer. <laughs> so the phone rings, and you see the back of Maggie, and then she takes off her rubber gloves, <laughs> because she's obviously doing the washing up, and then she answers the phone, and we'll get to the conversation in a minute. Midway through the phone, Dennis arrives and tries to nick a Brussels sprout. This is the best bit. Of all things, and she just slaps his hand away. So she's obviously making the dinner as well. And I'm just like, what other Prime Minister would you portray as doing the washing up and making the dinner? Yes. Would it be a male Prime That's Minister? Right. May, no, it wouldn't. We managed to resist this through Alec Douglas Hume and <laughs> Harold Wilson and Ted Heath and Jim Callaghan. But as soon as there's a woman there, we're going to put her in and she's going to be doing the dishes and making the supper. Hmm. I have to say, I think of all those named Prime Ministers, Maggie is the one I would least expect to have ever made dinner. Yeah, I think it's very much Dennis's territory. (laughs) Oh, Dennis would be too drunk to make dinner. You can't live all the dead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, then the phone call. Well, let me tell you this before you go any further with that. Do you know 
who was John Wells was playing Dennis, as he did quite a lot. Do you know who was playing Maggie? I don't know who anybody is. Well, it's a woman called Janet Brown, who was quite a well-known impressionist. But of interest to you is she was married to Peter Butterworth. Oh, was she? Ah, you would be interested. <laughs> so the conversation that she has with the parrot. Yes. <laughs> yes. She she says thank you, and the parrot says thank you, and then she's. So oh, then, don't thank me, Mister Bond. And then he, can I do anything for you? And the parrot says, gives a kiss. Which is a thing that the parrot says. Yes. And then she's a bit like, oh, Bond. Oh, Mr. Bond. I also like the fact that she touches the back of her hair. That's a joke. Which I think is something that people do tend to do. And I sort of like, oh, somebody thinks I'm quite attractive. Yeah. Kind of way. <laughs> uh, oh, Mr. Bond. Oh, it's all wrong in so many levels. That, that scene, that's a real Marmite scene. Because... This is quite a serious, for being quite a serious and gritty film for a Bond film. Mm. Um, and then the scene comes at the end of it. And <laughs> some people really hate it mm-hmm. and can think it's a really bad move. Now, can, I'm no great fan of Margaret Thatcher, as you will be aware, but nonetheless, I think it's brilliant. <laughs> I really like it. Is that just because I like things that are comical and stupid? Comical and camp. Probably. And I especially love John Wells. Coming into shot as Dennis. I think he's brilliant. He does uh, kind of slope in, doesn't he? <laughs> um, and then my final comment is the parrot flings the watch over the, the side. He's right. like, well, that's a very expensive watch gone. Q won't be happy. <laughs> Another bit of Q's equipment, yeah. Yep. Unnecessarily discarded because he could have just put it somewhere safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what did you, overall then, what did you think of... For your eyes only, I darling. did like it. And if Melina hadn't slept with Bond at the end, I would probably love it. But it really <laughs> spoils it. That one thing, yeah, which I would remind you, she didn't actually do. It was just suggested that she probably would. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Um, I thought her being kick-ass and part of the crew and one of the fighters was building her up to being something and then it was completely undermined by that. But I don't think I say it would be great. I don't think it'd be my favourite. No. Well we'll come back to that in a moment. Okay. Because first of all we have to do and we can we can amalgamate we can amalgamate both the posters and the postcards game because there is only one postcard and it is a poster. So here we go. Yeah, remember you have to describe what the posters are that you're looking so at. So this is Bond, um, holding a gun towards us, but also looks like he's holding a sign that says, "Bond is back in for your eyes only." Roger Moore is James Bond, 007. And then above him it says, "My name is Bond, James Bond, 007," okay. with an orange background. He even looks old there. Right. Next one. This way. Oh, that looks like he's. He's, it's the pose he's got when he's standing in the arch shooting at Locke. Um, but he does look very alarmed, but a bit like his trousers are too tight and he split <laughs> them or something's happened because he's standing so wide. Um, and it's not good and it's not sexy. Oh, my trust. Um, and then between his legs says Roger Moore, James Bond 007 fights his way out of a tight corner. Um, and then Bond for action in Fioras only. Okay, next one. Ooh, legs. 
Get ready. Get used to these legs. You're going to see a lot of them. So these legs, because aren't these meant to be Bibi's legs? Because she's wearing a leotard of that colour. Mm-hmm. But these are more developed and older legs than Yeah, Bibi's. I don't think they're meant to be Bibi's legs. I think if anything, oh, it's meant to be Melina because she's holding the crossbow. Yeah. But then there is a tiny bond between the legs looking up at her crotch. <laughs> I like the fact that in this pose, Bond looks like he's been caught. Ooh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like someone's like lifted... Like a head a... towards the biscuit tin. <laughs> <laughs> someone's lifted some kind of tablecloth that was covering him at the time. <laughs> um... And then there's some writing underneath, a bit too tiny for me to... No one comes close to James Bond, 007. Mm-hmm. Oh, the legs again, but this time in jeans. I mean, at least with the leotard, it was a bit in keeping with the fit. Well, there was heels, mm-hmm. they didn't have heels. The jeans were for America, because it was felt that America would not like the, very, sk- the very skimpy leotard. But ultimately, America did get the uh, mm. did get the leotard. So that's the same. Oh, and then we have their legs again. But Bond is now shooting out between the legs. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, and not quite so caught mid-action. Mm-hmm. And then the legs again. But, but this you, time, a you, blue if, bikini. And if you think America didn't like the bikini, how would countries like India, Pakistan, mm-hmm. and where modesty is more is more highly charged be, uh, be? So that's why you get ones like these. Oh, the skiing. I forgot about the skiing. And the cars and, and the there's no pictures around about the yeah. legs, isn't there? And the boat exploding and the um seaplane and the diving equipment. Oh, and then it's the same again. Oh, but this time kind of cycling shorts are happening on the legs. Yeah, this is for but, the these are for the this is for the more modest countries. Okay. And then back to the ass in a more landscape view, but pretty much Oh, there's the sub. Instead mm-hmm. of the boat blowing up, but pretty much the same pictures of that. Oh, now it's a Japanese writing coming out of the crotch. <laughs> and they've got like the climbing... Japanese writing. What? Like she's pooing yes. Japanese writing. And then they've got the climbing up the cliff bit, mm-hmm. and then a series of people down at the bottom. You can zoom in a bit if you want. The only person I recognise... I mean, there's a face of BB, and there's obviously Melina... And then two other random chicks. I don't know who they are. Random chicks. Chicks. Do you mean ladies? Mm, I, call, I, chicks. Call, I call them ladies. I there wouldn't use the word chicks. Oh, and now it's just Roger Moore surrounded by ladies, none of which to do with the film. Yes, and they I'm are. And a pipe line pool. Oh, is this Babe Phil? Yes. Right. <laughs> Whoa, well, that's totally to do with the film. It's in the film. I've forgotten about that. It's because we do it in two parts. It doesn't help. Um... <laughs> So, yes, he's very much enjoying himself there, surrounded by the ladies. The ladies. Oh, now, this is interesting. Tell us about it. Well, there's a picture of someone who is not Roger Moore. (laughs) Yeah. um, Holding a gun, looking decidedly younger and sexier than Roger Moore. And then there's two ladies I don't recognise, the cars, the I think the they're bikes, from, they're from the, if you go Bay back to the previous one, you'll spot those two ladies as one of the, the uh, two of the uh, yeah. ladies. That and then there's the cliff and the helicopter and an exploding boat and subs and deep sea diner. But even Melinda, Melinda doesn't look like her. It's just a weird ass drawing. I think that's Thailand, that one. And he's like wearing a 
black eyeliner. What wrong, cool wrong. Oh! So now we've got different legs. <laughs> what um, are these legs doing? Well, they're kind of just more lying across the page. Um, and one knee is up. Though, um, the knee seems to be wider than the hips. <laughs> so, anatomy is not great here. But then there's a picture of a man wearing some blue clothing similar to Bond. <laughs> but again, clearly not. But not like looking like Bond. But looking as old as Bond does. <laughs> so not even trying to better the situation. But all the other pictures are pretty much the same. I've reached the end. Okay, so which one is your favourite? Since there's only one postcard, which is the one poster that you would have picked? She's going for, she's going for. Don't like any of them. Well, you've got to pick one. <gasps> Super match game, Super match game. <laughs> she has matched correctly the landscape British poster uh, with all the various bits and bobs going on round about it. So you have won the knitting machine. Well done. Is that blankety blank? Blankety blank. So, uh, now we have to decide where in your uh, list of fine Bond films does For Your Eyes Only come. Can I just look at the list? For Your Eyes Only. Yes, you can, but you have to see which two it comes between. Right, so For Your Eyes Only comes between. Comes between. Between which ones? What's tip mo what tip g g The man with the golden gun and Moonraker. I think it comes between those two. <gasps> it's as low as that What's that one? Tomorrow never, never dies. dies. No, it's between those two. Oh my gosh. She's totally wrong. But okay, there it is. For your it might have only. suffered from the fact that I've watched it fairly Twice. recently. So familiarity has bred contempt. Well, I, I a woman wasn't... sleeping with Bond. A woman sleeps with Bond in all the rest of these films. Yeah, but films not a woman I quite liked and admired, and it was kick-ass. Um, so I was just not as gripped by the story because I obviously knew what was going to happen, and that might have done it. This ah, okay. Alright then. So that means that we have to, it's time to roll the dice to find out what we're going to watch next. Ooh! Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so calm. We can't always be exciting, but let's watch the trailer. Dr. No. Big. From Russia with love. Bigger. Goldfinger. Even bigger. Now. Here comes the biggest Bond of all, Thunderball. Now, James Bond does it. Everywhere. Look up, look down, look out. Here comes the biggest Bond of all. Albert R. Broccoli and Harry Salzman present... Sean Connery in Thunderball. Produced by Kevin McClory. Panavision, Technicolor, a United Artists release. Thunderball. So, 
Look up, look down, look out. Here comes the biggest bond of all. It's Thunderball. Woo, Thunderball. It's so nice to see a young nubile bond again. <laughs> and, and we've seen most of the film now. <laughs> Some of these 60s channels are quite long. Yes. Um, and even the trailer, 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 <laughs> even the trailer had a section called it was a different time. <laughs> All the sections were at a different time. It banged on about how many different types of women, <laughs> blonde, and it's mainly about hair colour because nothing mainly else hair matters. They all look the same apart from that. Well, also, what's it matter in terms of how to tell women apart? Hair colour. Hair colour. So there's blondes, there's redheads, there's brunettes, there's honey blondes, mm-hmm. um, and he has them all. Um, and uh, yeah, as much as I might want to enjoy this, I think I'm going to struggle. <laughs> But I do All like right. Sir You like Sir Sean. So yes. that will be nice. Yeah. At least. Yeah. All right, then. Do we have anything else to uh, to, to to say about For Your Eyes Only or uh, Bond? Well, or I was wondering, like if I was a listener, how would I contact us with any <laughs> questions? Don't try and get professional now. <laughs> it's too late. Uh, but if you were a listener, <laughs> you could email us at quantum of misses that's mrs at gmail.com or you could tweet us at at quantum of misses that's again mrs on twitter uh, but if there's nothing else to do no so join us next time when there'll be a little bit of him and a quantum of misses bye, bye.